Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer dive in the hard-to-kill pay-per-view from Impact Wrestling last night. From top to bottom, a very good show. And of course, we get into the main event between Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. And we get into a lot when it comes to Tessa Blanchard, your new Impact World Champion. A lot of scuttlebutt on social media. A lot of things that happened to Tessa Blanchard in the past and things that she said that are coming to light. We get into all that with Tommy Dreamer today. Also, we have my power rankings. And my power rankings are a little bit different. They're very, very biased. They concern Bully Ray and my new favorite wrestler. I'll tell you that who that is on today's edition of the Busted Open Podcast. And we also get into some legends that have passed over the last few days, some big names. And Tommy and I discuss all that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There's a lot to get into on a Monday edition of Busted Open the good, the bad, the ugly, and I guess you can all sum that up with what the weekend must have been like for Tessa Blanchard and for fans of Tessa Blanchard or just pro wrestling fans in general. It all started on Saturday, and I had a sneaky suspicion, Tommy, that we would be starting the show this morning talking about Tessa Blanchard, and we are going to be talking about Tessa Blanchard, but uh, not entirely the way that I thought we would be on this Monday morning. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'll tell you, I could bl- all this could be blamed upon me, all the injuries, all the stuff that happened. For the first time ever, and you know I'm all crazy, you know I'm very, very superstitious. For the first time in the history of me traveling, I did not bring my gear with me. I didn't bring anything professional wrestling because I was like, you know what, I'm just helping out behind the scenes. I don't want any temptations. I saw the... I guess the results from the Friday show, I said nobody got hurt, nothing could go wrong. And then I land and the world was uh, caving in and, you know, in Impact Wrestling for a half a second. And, uh, you know, Tessa Blanchard, I, I look and I see Tessa was trending and I'm like, oh, what PR, you know, that's pretty good stuff that's going on right now. And then I click and I'm like, oof, that's not good. And then... Uh, I just sit back and I take all this information in. And then I also like to get to two sides to every story. And some of it, I was just what I was reading. I was like, yeah, no, that's not true. But, you know, you, you take everything uh, for what you read until you finally talk to the person. And yes, it 
you know, and I've said this so many times before, social media is a blessing and a curse, but this was, you know, it, it's a very, very crappy situation that happened. But when you're around people that love you, when you're around people that support you, and when you're around people that your ability to tell them the truth or to, you know, the other side of the story, then, hey, you know, that's a, a good thing, too. Yeah, and I I guess this all started uh, Saturday afternoon, and just around just around noontime, Tessa Blanchard sent out a tweet that just said, "Hey, women, trying try supporting one another. Cool things can happen." And that is the the tweet that Tessa sent on Saturday that just went completely in a different direction, and I'm sure that she thought that that tweet would do. And Allison Kay, who, you know, formerly Sienna, who is the NWA women's champion, uh, tweeted out, remember when you spat in a black woman's face and called her the N-word in Japan? Was that you supporting women? The audacity of this tweet. And then we saw uh, throughout the afternoon other wrestlers, uh, uh, Rebel and Chelsea Green, all talking about how not so much about that specific incident that Allison Kay brought up, but just, I guess, years of her bullying and not supporting countless female athletes, whether it was in the in the locker room or in the ring. And I got to be honest with you, Tommy, like this weekend was a very, very tough weekend for me. Um, just because Tessa Blanchard is somebody that's been a guest on this show many, many times, I, 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 I will be bold enough to call her uh, a friend of the show. I, I don't know her uh, personally. I, I Obviously, you know her a lot more than, than I do. But she's always come across to me as somebody that's been very genuine, uh, someone that's always been honest with us. Uh, she, you know, she, she's a woman of faith. So that I know that Tessa Blanchard is somebody that a lot of our fans um, look up to her and love when she's a part of this show. So, you know, there's a part of me that's like, wow, you know, uh, this is terrible. And then there's another part of me that says, well, wow, if, if this is true and if she did have that incident um, in Japan with a black woman and she's, you know, using the N-word... Man, you know, as you know, Tommy, especially with, uh, with a lot of people who are older, you know, and, and even with younger, younger fans and younger people, but especially people with age, they, they understand the hate uh, that's behind a word like that. And it's a word that I've heard many, many times, especially as a young man. Um, it's, 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 just, it's just a word with a lot of hate behind it. And it's a word that shouldn't be spoken. And this just opened up Pandora's box on social media. And then this is when the, the a lot of ignorant people come out. And I, I was reading tweets from people saying, you know, it's it's justified in certain instances. And, boy, I have a lot of black friends, so I use it all the time. And I'm just, like, rolling my eyes. I hope people who, who are listening to my voice understand the history behind this word and what a hateful word that it is. So when I see something like that, and that Tessa Blanchard may have said something like like that it's heartbreaking for me because it's such a hateful word and you would hope that somebody like tessa blanchard would know better than to use a word like that um listen i text tessa she didn't get back to me tessa and i i went and spoke to her finally at the show and obviously she 
She was not in a good place mentally because it becomes almost like gang warfare where everyone jumps on um, the hot topic. I would state that uh, I have a great relationship with her. I also have a great relationship with a lot of the other women that were, were talking about her. I did not, I was not there. Um, I do know that there was a very, very physical confrontation between her and this other wrestler. And that led to, I mean, a physical brawl. Sometimes in the heat of battle, you say things that you will regret or if you're in a physical fight you may not have a regret with that person i know that tessa used to date a other a famous wrestler who's in wwe that is african-american um i know tessa is currently engaged to daga who is mexican i do not feel that tessa is racist um I could one ninety nine point nine percent say that uh, Tessa has never shown any. And, and let me also explain to you that when I first met Tessa, a lot of people had said, hey, watch this girl. Hey, do this, do that. And told me some things about her. And I formulate my opinion for how somebody treats me. And I also understand that people treat me differently, oh, because I'm Tommy Dreamer or, oh, I'm helping out behind the scenes. But I formulate my own opinion on how somebody treats me and acts around me. And I remember one time she comes up, she's like, I don't think you like me. And I said, I don't even know you. And I go, let me get to know you. And she goes, fair enough. And that was that was it. And when you have, I like to go and help as many people as I can. And there's also some people that I don't go out of my way to help because they're not worthy of that. Mm-hmm. And there's also a maturity level. And Dave, I'm going to tell you this and I'll go on the air publicly. I have, uh, we have the 10 commandments, correct? Yes. I have broken nine of those 10 commandments. I believe I have to relook at the regular 10 commandments, but I just haven't murdered anybody. Um, you know why? Because I'm, I'm flawed because I'm a human being. I, I've said things in, in the world that would not be deemed politically correct when I was younger. But you know what? That's something called maturity. Um, David, I have cheated on every relationship I ever had. And you know when that kind of like started to change for me? When I had daughters. Um, if you look at all like every professional wrestler, if you read half of everybody's book from the 70s and the 80s, what did they do after they, uh, they wrestled? They got in a car with a 12-pack of beer, and they drove, correct? True, yes. 300 miles. So what were all, what were all these beloved wrestlers doing that we, we loved? What were they doing? They were drinking and driving, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, if, if someone is drinking and driving, they are horrible people, correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. This is every wrestler that we ever worshipped. And, you know, oh, well, that was the time. Cool. Go say that to somebody who go say that to Bill DeMont, whose daughter was was killed uh, by a drunk driver. We are flawed as human beings. And hopefully you learn from that mistake. And I used to also be in wrestling where I, I used to hate when I'd sit in the locker room and I'd hear the veterans and they'd be like, 
man, that guy sucked when they had job guys out there. And they'd be like, I shot him. I clotheslined him right in the face. You're not tough if you are shooting a person off the ropes and ripping their head off with a clothesline. And then, but if you go and show that on social media with those gifs or anything, oh, look how cool that is. No, man, they're physically abusing somebody who was not uh, prepared for their job and their opportunity. Uh, I think Tessa will eventually address it. Um, I, I don't know about the bullying thing. And yes, the whole supporting other people, I think it also comes with maturity. And Tessa has done nothing wrong in her time in Impact Wrestling that I have seen. And this is just coming from me. I'm not talking per Impact Wrestling. Uh, I don't play favorites. I don't play any card. Um, it's just the time. I don't there, – there was – again, bad stuff happens. And if you're in a physical confrontation with somebody, there's going to be – I know – there's things that I've said to people I've loved. I know I've said things to people who um, I've been in a relationship with that I have regretted later because it's in the heat of battle and I'm not in a physical confrontation with somebody. I'm just in an argument. I also know – I remember one time a long time ago, a long, long time ago, I was in an argument. I wasn't even – I was dating her with Beulah. She got me so mad I punched a hole through the wall. Uh, that hole in the wall cost me like – four or five hundred dollars when i left that apartment and when we were leaving oh guess what and it was brought back years later to me oh remember that time you punched that hole in the wall when we're leaving and then it was like she brought up why uh i punched that hole in the wall and it was right away i had that same one feeling of regret and then back to that same feeling of anger of like yeah that's because but am i going to sit there and argue about something that happened five years ago no and, and, you know, we are flawed as human beings. Tell me one person who is perfect, and I would like to meet that person. Um, so the biggest thing with our world is social media. And if, if you're going to put your stuff out there, then, okay, then you have to get those ramifications at, at back. It's funny. Do you remember when we all hated Corey Graves? Do you remember when Corey Graves trended number one for three days because he cheated on his wife. Oh, we hate you, Corey Graves. Corey Graves, you're horrible, you're horrible, you're horrible. And then Corey Graves released a statement or however he settled it. It was like, oh, no, wait, we're together and we already moved out. Was that trending, number one? No. And he was man enough to say, I, yes, I'm in a relationship with this person and me and my wife are not together. But for three whole days, we hated it. You know why? And I always tell people when I do seminars, that's wrestling 101 because at one point he wasn't doing uh the right thing in the society's world because we don't like cheaters if you want to talk about every single thing every people chant ecw they were chanting ecw last night ecw we found out afterwards was under was paul Heyman was getting paid by wwe so everything that you thought we were rebels we were that we really weren't because we were Basically a developmental system for the WWE. Paul Heyman screwed me over more than any other person ever screwed uh, me over. I don't air my dirty laundry like that, though the internet has. Paul Heyman did illegal things. He said it on television when he got his review against uh, WWE, when he was uh, doing that with Vince McMahon. Paul Heyman bounced checks, which is illegal. He did it weekly to people. 
Do we all, some people went and aired their dirty laundry. This was before real social media. And do I hate Paul Heyman? No. It's, it comes with, I guess, maturity and understanding. Uh, I don't know if the person that they got into, listen, if I got into a physical fight with somebody, I would hate that person for the rest of my life. I really would. And if I saw them, I would probably still fight them. I have beaten people up. I've gotten beat up. It's it's really um, – she will probably address it. I don't know the situation. But when I say it was, it's gang mentality because I was in an arena full of wrestling fans chanting her name. I was in a, a locker room with every wrestler in the back supporting her and turned a negative into a positive just because – not everybody has all the facts. So, you know, I did, you know, uh, what's her name? Priscilla Kelly. She said, remember when you responded to something and jumped in uh, when you had no business to? That was the the coolest tweet. I want to say that was there because Priscilla Kelly was 1,000% correct. Why do people jump on other people's stuff? Who cares? But that's social media. And again, it, it, uh, yeah, and and I and I completely on this. This is such a touchy subject because I think the biggest thing of all, Tommy, is like you and I are talking about it, and you and I weren't there. Like you said, the the Tessa Blanchard that you know isn't the Tessa Blanchard that was being talked about on social media over the weekend. The Tessa Blanchard that I know is not the Tessa Blanchard that was being spoken about over uh, social media. But, you know, if this is a fact and she did use the N-word and did spit in somebody's face, that's completely disrespectful. Now, again, I wasn't there to know exactly what transpired that led to that point. But, you know, as you know, you're always ta- taught two wrongs don't make a right. And if she did do that and if, enough that people are speaking out about it, then she does need to address it and she de- does need to apologize. And it's not for me to call her a racist, but obviously, as we said at the beginning of this show, there's a long history of hatred with that word. So when a lot of people hear that word, especially that word, when they hear the N-word, it's not just in the instant of when it's being used, but all the history that's behind that word of just hatred and bringing down an entire race of people. And it's the total sign of disrespect. So and then to go along with that are all these women coming out and saying that she was a bully in the locker room and in the ring. Now, she may have changed and she is a, a woman of faith. And I, I know that is I, I believe that is new to her and people can change and people can be remorseful. It's just like when we were talking about Hogan a couple of years ago. If she's truly remorseful and she's truly changed as a person then she then she needs to come across that way. And hang on, I hang on one. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, um th- yes, this is a very very weird and controversial uh thing to talk about. Hulk Hogan was not in a physical altercation when all this stuff was supposedly said. Mm-hmm. And Hulk Hogan was sitting there uh and then Hulk Hogan was, I was depressed. I was uh, in, he's ha- having a, a conversation that was recorded. Um, and Hulk Hogan was just having a conversation and using that word in conversation. And, and let me tell you, I've been in a locker room where ECW 
there was fights in locker rooms. And I remember a specific time where there was a white wrestler and there was a black wrestler. And they were dropping every racial bomb they could to goad each other into fighting. Like, I slept with your girlfriend. She was doing this to my D. Um, He dropped the M-bomb. And we had other African-American wrestlers in that locker room. And Devon, one of my closest friends, I'm sitting there holding his hand. I was like, just let them fight, man. Just let them fight. Because it was these two guys are trying to goad each other into fight. And, and they were nose to nose. Then I remember being in WWE locker room where a guy is saying it in the locker room and he's referring to it, uh, an African-American person. He dropped like three and but like it was just in his conversation. That was more racist than saying mm-hmm. it when you're in passion. Yes. And then guess who came flying out of the bathroom was Booker T. And Booker was livid. And so he should be. And then the guy went backpedaling. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, excuse me? How could you not say it? It's because you got, you know, caught. The, the Tessa situation, when I tell you there's, there's difference there's a difference between someone who is racist and someone who says something that in, 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 when there's a physical confrontation. That's what I'm trying to. There's no, no I, right. I, I, there's I no right to this, but stuff comes out of your mouth when you're when you're fighting and you're you're possibly fighting for your life. I wasn't there, but I know there was a physical confrontation, and that uh, and you can't say someone is racist when they dated an African American wrestler when she was trained by uh, C- Cedric, right? Yes, yeah, Cedric Alexander. So I don't feel that. Listen, man, I, I wish. I wish I could take back some of the things that I've said to people, and I'm not saying this was racist, just hurtful things where like, hey, I don't love you. Hey, I slept with another woman because I don't love you. That's hurtful to somebody, correct? Yes, of course. So it's – and that was in the heat of the battle. That was just like the few times I was ever truthful. Sometimes your – and we always say this, words hurt more than anything. But yes – should the word be eliminated? Yeah. But sometimes when people are in fights or sometimes when it's, 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 you're in a bad place, stuff's going to happen. And stuff will fly out of your mouth that you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life. But then it's also, okay, you want to put stuff out on social media? Everybody is open for that type of attack. I, I even know, uh, I don't, I, if we have to go to commercial, I'll gladly come, come back from this. Um, do we have to go to commercial? Well, we're we're late going to the commercial, but yeah. I, I but I want I, but I want you to finish your thought and then we'll wrap up the conversation. Uh, I have seen uh, Monique Dupree. She she's African American woman. She's she sent a heart and love to Tessa Blanchard on social media, and for the same amount of people were like, "Man, that's cool that you're supporting her." She was getting messages of. People saying, how could you support her? Um, how could you do this? How could you do that uh, for supporting her? And then coming at her for supporting a white woman who said something against uh, and you know a, a black person. And she's like, I'm black. And they're like, yeah, you're a sellout. You're all this. And it's just people spewing hate because that's what a lot of times social media is. If you look on the newspaper today, is there, are they going to talk about, oh, babies were born and people were smiling? No, they're going to talk about 
you know, whatever bad stuff is going on in the world because that sells. And I'm not saying this is a this, but social media will continue to spread negative until there's a new subject to go on yeah. to. Well, I, I think ultimately, you know, t- to end this conversation, and I'm glad that you're open about it, and I'm glad we're able to speak about it because I think it's important, especially coming off of what took place this weekend. I think we just need, whether it's on social media or everyday life, just more understanding of things and, you know, and ultimately love and forgiveness. And hopefully uh, hopefully there'll be a positive coming out of everything that happened this weekend and, and, and more understanding about, about it as well. And I think that's across the board when it comes to relations with everybody is, is more understanding. And, and Tommy, I, I appreciate you being upfront and honest. Thank you. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. Let's get into what we saw last night, Tommy, in that main event with Sammy Callahan. And, man, just looking at what took place last night, what took place in the ring, that was one hell of a main event for Hard to Kill last night. Yeah, it was. And, you know, we had a great house last night in an awesome venue. And the... That main event was a great main event, like you said, but it was a historic main event because now a woman holds the world title and will defend it against men. I don't even know if she's going to defend it against women. It's so historic where it it's set it's setting a new precedent. I don't know what they're going to do in Impact Wrestling, but when she won... There was children crying, and I remember. I haven't. I mean, the last time I saw that was was Kofi, but there was little girls crying and cheering for that moment. And you know, with everything that was going on with with Tessa behind the scenes, and for her to go out there and pull out that performance, my my hat was off to her. And you know, Sammy Callahan too doesn't get enough credit for the world champion that he was and the performances that he delivers and like it was advertised that pay-per-view was was very very good all the matches were beyond expectations also when when we talk about the behind the scenes that you know nobody knows of the other stories um you know rich swan broke his leg yeah and he also messed up his ankle on the friday show and with a simple, he got double stomped to his back, but somebody jumped on his back and it snapped his leg. Um, Brian Cage went into that match with a torn bicep, gutted it out, and after, during that match, he also he was sent to the hospital after that match because he got hit and split open his lip where you can see his teeth when his mouth was closed. Um, Moose went to the hospital last night for a possible concussion as well as took a really bad – I think he took a backdrop on the ramp and his back is jacked. He's still in the hospital. Van Dam got another concussion uh, delivering the Van Terminator and doesn't remember his match with Daga. Doesn't remember any of it. Wow. And uh, who else got hurt? after that but you know the the performances you saw like i don't know when moose took that backdrop because i wasn't watching that match because i was actually dealing with uh rob van dam who you know i'm trying to like help him 
fight his concussion or jog his mind to try to see where he's at. You know, maybe you want to go to the hospital, all this stuff. And, you know, Moose went out there and performed, continued to perform when he jacked up his back. And, you know, the men and women uh, in Impact really, really went, stepped up. And I was also impressed with how much the locker room stepped up and supported uh, Tessa. And everyone was just, and it wasn't like a company, the company didn't say anything. You know, I've been in situations where a company's like, well, you could view your own opinion. You don't have to say that, you know, uh, in this locker room, it's go talk to the person, go see see where they're at. And not one person was just like, people hit me up like, hey, is Tessa okay? I was like, I haven't talked to her yet, but, you know, like, oh, we'll just talk to her when we get there. That was it. And it was, you know, business as usual. And that's why Bully, Mark, myself will always say whatever creative is thrown out there, whatever finishes are given to talent, if creative isn't the best, talent will always shine. I feel this pay-per-view creative was pretty damn good and talent when given good creative, will always shine. But, boy, you're going through the list of injuries throughout that pay-per-view, and that's the one thing I noticed while watching it, Tommy, was how hard-hitting this was from beginning to end. It was First of all, it was a very good pay-per-view. For those who didn't watch it, definitely try to catch the replay. But going to that Tessa and Sammy Callahan match, first of all, a lengthy match around 24 minutes long, and it was hard-hitting, a lot of good false finishes. I'm glad you brought up Sammy Callahan because he cannot be forgotten in this matchup. Sammy Callahan's a talent, man. I mean, honest, truly, like... Not only what he is able to do in the ring, but also the way he just has that chemistry with the audience as well. Man, I mean, putting Tessa up against Sammy was the right call because they have chemistry, believe it or not, in the ring together for sure. You know, Sammy Callahan has chemistry with everybody. He's a great heel, and he knows the business, and he knows there's old school being heels mentality, but then he's... There's other ways of being, I want to say, newer school heel mentality. So he's combined the two, and his false finishes, his reactions, the way he moves at times. And and I've told him this. He reminds me of a heel Roddy Piper where he's just doing everything to entice the people to hate him. And there's not a lot of people who want to be hated. And uh, Sammy goes out there and does that, and you know, and – to have no ego and to go out there and put a performance because, you know, we, we talk about uh, there are wrestlers that for a long, long period of time, well, I don't want to fight Tessa. She's a girl. I don't want to lose to a girl. Okay. It's, you know, it's a predetermined contest. Um, there there are people that don't want to progress that way. But life is always about progression. Life is, life is always about moving forward, maturing, and Kudos to Sammy for not having that ego. And never once did he say, do you think this would hurt my career? Do you think, you know, I'm going to be the one to to lose to a girl? Like, dude, uh, you're going to be the one who said you had an amazing performance uh, in a main event of a pay-per-view. And he did.
He did. And you know what? Because obviously there's a lot of speculation going into that matchup last night about, you know, the Tessa Blanchard situation, if they would even go forward with having her win that championship and having that moment with the black cloud that was above that match going into last night. And then the way it started, you know, Sammy with the kick during the introduction and then giving his pile driver on Tessa. There was a part of me that thought, oh my God, they're going to end this match 10 seconds into the match. And that was a, and I think it really drove the audience because you saw that big gasp from the audience they bought in they actually thought in Dallas last night there was a chance that that match was going to be over in 10 seconds when I there I'm still a wrestling fan I went out and I watched that entire match live in the crowd not one person turned around and said oh look there's Tommy Dreamer because everyone was watching that match everybody's cell phones were up on every false finish because they wanted to be there to record history. It seriously reminded me of like when a baseball player is going to try to get his 3,000th hit, like everyone's sitting there waiting in anticipation, and whenever like someone would kick out, I would see them be like, oh, and put their phone down. It was awesome to witness it live. I loved the match, and I loved just being part of that fan experience because I still – will remove myself of, okay, I, I purposely said I don't want to be the agent for this match. I don't want to do anything because I just want to sit back and enjoy it because I've always been able to remove myself from that, even from when I was in ECW because I just want to experience all these things live and feel that rush. That's why I like going to all sporting events and all that stuff because I, I just love it. And for me to still be able to – I was popping on those false finishes. And this is matches like that made me – remember why I love this so much and I couldn't have been prouder of two people that I've known for a long long time Sammy a lot longer than Tessa but to have that performance I was like man I wish I was younger again because that was just that was awesome and at the end the locker room came up and met her on the stage when we went off the air and everyone gave her a standing ovation and and the the mark of a great match if if you go and watch it everyone was standing no one went back and sat back down. And that was just like, man, you got them. Don't ever lose them. And the beauty of it is people – everyone was like, oh, they're going to put the title on Tessa. They're going to put the title on Tessa. Just like you said, they never knew if it was actually going to happen. And that's the beauty of professional wrestling. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Usually on Mondays it's bully but I don't know if you follow Ring of Honor like I do I know you're busy you know NFL playoffs impact wrestling you're out there in Dallas uh, I was coaching the 76ers I sat on yes the you're on their bench and then you turned on them and started rooting for the other team which is you because you're completely a fraud yep um did you happen to see uh the weekend bully or our very own bully Ray had on Saturday and Sunday. I saw a picture he posted of him laying through the rubble of that. You know, another table was killed over this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Bully Ray killed for, um, I saw this table didn't even stand a chance. So I saw him laying or maybe he just fell asleep. You know, he sometimes falls asleep. 
He's got that uh, narcolepsy thing going on. So, uh, yeah, I just saw him laying through. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't read spoilers. I don't know what's going on. Well, as you know, and, you know, our bully Ray is a bully, correct? Mm-hmm. He bullies me every Monday when I try to do my power rankings, doesn't he? Absolutely. Are you eating? What are you talking about? No. <laughs> I'm choking on peanut butter, actually. Because you do know we're not in the same room today, so it's not a, a, a thing of where I see you. I can only hear you, Tommy. Well, all right. You did catch me on that one. I'm choking on peanut butter and a banana. The peanut <laughs> butter's all over the place. Am I going to get in trouble in this studio, too? Of, of, all right, of, I'm back. You're, you're good? I have no water. I have nothing. Well, why, why would you eat peanut butter without a, a, a beverage? You can't I'm eat hungry. peanut butter without a beverage. I offered you one of my bars. You didn't send it through the computer app. I don't know how this works. (laughs) All right. Let's get back to bully. Now, he bullies me every Monday, hates my power rankings, completely craps all over him. But he doesn't just do it to me. If you watch Ring of Honor, and this past Saturday, they were live at center stage. And Bobby Cruz, who I think is a phenomenal ring announcer, he bullied Bobby Cruz, too, which is just mm-hmm. ridiculous because Bobby Cruz is a good guy. So on Saturday and Sunday, somebody who I believe, uh, Alex Metz, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this particular person who is now my favorite wrestler is also a fan of my power rankings, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and she's gotten t- sick and tired of all the abuse that I've been taking Lately from Bully. So what she did with help from Bobby Cruz. Bobby Cruz happened to hand her a chair. But Maria Manic, the man eater, just beat the hell out of Bully with a chair. And then yesterday, Maria Manic put Bully through a table. So knowing all this information, Tommy, I think it is now time for the quintessential Dave LaGreca pro wrestling power rankings the landscape of pro wrestling has changed this is a revolution so it's only fitting that we change along with it even our rankings it's amazing how these people just side with you welcome to the new and improved dave lagreca pro wrestling power rankings Woo-hoo! let's see who's up yes yes and who's down From Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and the rest of the world of pro wrestling in this week's Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. All right, here we go. And knowing what we saw over the weekend, we got a lot of great wrestling. Don't get me wrong. The Hard to Kill pay-per-view with Impact Wrestling was phenomenal with a lot of great matches. Tommy, you went through all the injuries that took place, and we hope everyone is well coming out of that show. Amazing show on the WWE Network with NXT UK. But knowing all the shit that I have to put up with on this show on a daily basis from my co-host, let me go through my power rankings at number five. Coming out of this weekend with ROH, Maria Manic at number five. At number four, Coming off of what took place over the weekend, Maria Manic at number four. At number three, coming out of the heels of what took place Saturday and Sunday with the Ring of Honor, Maria Manic at number three. 
At number two, if you watch Ring of Honor on Saturday and watch Maria Manic with that chair on Bully Ray's back, Maria Manic at number two. And at number one, coming off of what we saw yesterday with Ring of Honor and Bully Ray going through a chair, Maria Manic at number one. So, to go through my power rankings this week, January 13th, 2020, at number five, Maria Manic. At number four, Maria Manic. At number three, Maria Manic. At number two, Maria Manic. And at number one on my power rankings, Maria Manic. I love that whole segment just because of the music playing yeah. in the background. Man Eater. Because Maria Manic is a man eater. Obviously, she proved that with Bully. And special regards to Joe and Scott, who had the fat heads. And there's nothing better than to see Bully flat on his back through a table and a LaGreca fathead in the background. Amazing Dude. weekend of wrestling. I'm, you know you're going to get, you're, you bet, you enjoy today. I know I'm not in studio with you because tomorrow you're going to be in for a world of heat. Well, Tommy, just so you know, I Tom- get that your opinions. This is a this is a skewed rating systems in. You just you ruined your own credibility for naming the same person being <laughs> your top five. I could see her as number one, but she can't be in all top five positions. Think of if young Dave Lagreca went to his old PWI and saw most loved top five same person. You'd be like. Ah, but that, but that, this is an outrage. How could they have the same picture? Or if Bully Ray was in your top five most hated, you'd go crazy. That's what you just killed your own credibility. Tommy, I and need, I'm your I'm your biggest fan. I t- love you, Tommy. I need what? you to I need you to have my back on this one. Absolutely you listen not. on Mondays, and you know what Bully puts me through each and every Monday. And just to see that man-eater, Maria Manic, <laughs> taking that. And, th- and, and special kudos, let me not forget, at number six is Bobby Cruz. I couldn't put him in the top five this week, but at number six, Bobby Cruz for handing the chair to Maria Manic as she pounded the back again and again and again of Bully. And then yesterday, putting him through a table, Maria Manic, number five, number four, number three, number two, and number one on this week's Power Rankings. God, these are these may be my best power rankings ever. Okay, until tomorrow, I think you just killed your credibility. I think this whole power ranking segment just lost all its uh, credibility. Actually, I, I no, I don't think so because okay. if you listen to the production piece at the start, it's the Dave Lagreca power rankings, and you want to know something for somebody who created this show and a labor of love for me, and what I have to go through on a daily basis. I I, I think I deserve one power ranking to myself. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I also think we have to have that uh, announcer. Because uh, you're now it's it's global. He just he names what does he name NXT WWE AEW is that what he does in the beginning of your power rankings? Yes. Maybe we got to throw a New Japan in there because sometimes there's been New Japan wrestlers who've been there. You're global. Oh, we just got to change take out all the teams. Your global Dave Lagreca power rankings. Maybe that's it. Maybe, but I think it's because that voice guy gets paid by the word, and we had to make it as short as humanly possible so it didn't kill our budget. 
Dave, people are already chiming in on Twitter, wishing you, uh, you're giving your well wishes as you're probably not, no longer be hosting the show after tomorrow morning. Travis tri- uh, chimes in saying, uh, "R.I.P. David Garka, Boy Ray is going to end you tomorrow." So, well, you know, luckily, and I, I appreciate them looking out for me. But Tommy, as you know, the Dave LaGreca power rankings are on Monday and not Tuesday, so we will not be doing the power rankings tomorrow with Bully because Tommy, I did them with you today. I understand that, but we're you know we're talking about the power of social media, the good and the bad. You put that out there in the world. So now you're gonna to have to face the ramifications. I'm going to ring. I'm going to rohwrestling.com/shop to see if there's any Maria Manic T-shirts that I can buy. I think with Ring of Honor, uh, I guess they have this newfound influx of cash. Yes. They should get uh, Hall and Oates and use that song for her because that that would get Sue super duper over. Oh my God, it's perfect. They could probably get Hall and Oates to come and perform live. I also love the dichotomy of Ooh, like. There is Maria Manic T-shirts. <laughs> I also love the dichotomy of someone as scary as she is walking to the ring to such an upbeat, happy, happy. Song. Can we get Maria Manic on the Dude, show today? Th- because we can't get her any of, other day. If you think about uh, Terry Funk when he used to come out to Desperado, oh, that was yeah. like next level. Yeah. God, that was that would be great. All right, hold on, hold on. I don't know what you're talking about because I'm buying Maria Manic merchandise. Terry Funk was such a killer, and then he would come out and was like, Desperado. Can we get Bobby Cruz on today? Sure. Can you give give a call? Tommy, would you mind talking to Bobby Cruz to talk about my power rankings? (laughs) Sure. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. You want to keep burying yourself. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to make it all about me, but. uh, You want to keep burying yourself. No worries. Oh, so wait, I, I apologize. It was WWE Front Row that had the LaGreca heads this weekend. So thank you to uh, WWE Front Row who had the LaGreca There was none heads. in Texas, by the way, I looked. <clears throat> Terrible. Yeah. That's your that's your homeland, Dave. You, <laughs> being a cowboy fan. Yeah, and a world-class fan. That was always my childhood uh, dream was to live in Texas just because I had the Cowboys and world-class championship wrestling. I read on the internet that... Uh... <laughs> Either Johnny Mantell or Ken Mantell was backstage. I didn't see him. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that would have been cool. I know. All right. So I'm. Him to... But listen, Tommy. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this could be my last show ever. So <laughs> I'm gonna Go throw. Out, I'm gonna throw out the number eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three eight seven seven fight ninety three. What do you think of my power rankings again? Number five. Maria Manic, number four, Maria Manic, number three, Maria Manic, at a surprise at number two, Maria Manic, and as everyone would guess, at number one, the man-eater, Maria Manic. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. We, we lost some legends when it comes to our world, the world of pro wrestling. And, and, and you know, it started, you know, um, last Wednesday when you and I were on the air and then continued throughout the weekend and, you know, losing Kendo Nagasaki over the weekend. It was, we lost some legends over the last four or five days for sure, Tommy. Yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, and I always say don't mourn death, celebrate their life, and we lost... Uh, Charlie Cook, who was a, a wrestler down, a territorial wrestler in the 60s, 70s, no, 70s, 80s, went to Grambling, played with the Steelers. Uh, I remember him winning the Florida title 
from Dory Funk Jr. Uh, we lost Pampiro Furpo, who was the original. Ooh, yeah. He was a wild man. And uh, we lost La Parca, or L.A. Park. What was, who? Uh, La, La Parca. La Parca. <clears throat> and uh, from complications from a horrible dive. And then last yesterday was Kendo Nagasaki. And, you know, all these, I wrestled La Parca. And, you know, you have fond memories of all these wrestlers. Kendo Nagasaki was the first wrestler I've ever saw use the Singapore cane slash the kendo stick, and I was terrified of him. He would spew the green mist. He was the great Muda's manager later on in uh, his in WCW. Uh, Pampiro Furpo was before my time, but, you know, through the WWE Network, I, I literally was watching him the two days before he passed away bend a steel bar with his mouth and you know it takes us to uh like i always say wrestling brings me to a, a a time in my life where i just it's just makes me great feel great to be a fan and it's that connection with certain characters and you know i always say just go back and you know youtube these names watch some of their matches if you haven't heard or seen them but you know that's the sad part about life is you know eventually we're all gonna go dave will go tomorrow um, and it's just celebrate their life, man, and their career and, and their body of work because they gave us those emotions. And uh, from a personal note, yesterday, uh, Bobby Duncombe Jr.'s wife and daughter came to the show, and Bobby Duncombe Jr. was a wrestler that I wrestled in uh, ECW. I haven't seen his daughter forever. She was a little girl, and now she's twenty. Three to 25 years old, I don't remember. And she lives in Houston. I was like, oh, you came to Dallas to visit your mom? And she's like, well, actually to come here to see Rob Van Dam and to, like, talk to you guys because wrestling is the only connection and to hear the stories and memories that I know of my father because he passed away when she was very, very young. And that was such a profound statement from a beautiful young woman who – wanted to hear stories about her father and wanted to feel that connection. She's like, we are connected because we're, we're a family. And I haven't seen this girl since I'm telling you, she was a little girl, like 20 something years. And for her to say that and to love wrestling, which, you know, her father passed away was beyond touching. And it just like, I was like, you're amazing. And she told me what she does in her life. And and I know uh, her mom and just to reconnect with her and just to see smiles and happiness is why I love professional wrestling and why I will continue to be on my soapbox of promoting positive and trying to just better myself as a person. Because of stuff that I've done when I was younger, you realize, eh, you know what, wasn't the smartest thing to do. But when to, to have someone share with me that, where I didn't really know my father, but I know he loved wrestling, and plus my grandfather was a wrestler. That's cool, cool stuff. And that's why I love what I do. That's why I love talking to you guys. And that's why I went out there and I sat and I watched a match that I knew would be history, just like when I went and watched Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. I went out and I ran as fast as I could through the Orange Bowl and just sat in the stands. And that's what I love. So for the families that lost these people and the friends – uh, I pray for strength for you, but I will. When I pass away, I just want everyone just to celebrate 
my matches and just see me lose a lot of matches and just be, man, I wish Dreamer won a lot more. But no, I'm only kidding with that. But just enjoy my body work because this is all I've ever wanted to do. And Tommy, that was really well said. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're at the age now, Tommy, that the wrestlers that we grew up watching and loving and falling in love with to make us love what what we do for a living, um, we're we're losing them. And 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 it's it's we're at that time now. So a lot of the names like, you know, there's a long laundry list of, you know, what you and I would see back when we first started watching the first time we went to the matches. You know, I look at I always like looking at the old wrestling magazines. I like looking at the old programs that I have. And I look at some from the early 80s that I first started to go do with my dad and a lot of those wrestlers on that card are, are gone. My dad who took me to the wrestling matches is gone and that's why I think I'm so in love with pro wrestling is that it's a memory that I had with my father and to know that people feel that same way and and to see what's going on with a lot of the legends and and then moving on it's just it's it's tough to take but I think in times like this, like you always say, and Bully always says, uh, you know, it's time to celebrate their life and celebrate their career. So we look at back at some of these legends that we lost. That's what we need to do. Man, I can picture there was a cover of, I want to say it was the wrestler of Kendo Nagasaki had a uh, a nerve hold on Dusty, and Dusty's on his knees and, and grimacing in pain. And that's like something that's like ingrained in my head that I haven't thought about in forever until we just started talking about him. And I remember like just wanting to see Dusty fight this guy who I was afraid of because, you know, he had crazy hair. He wore like that, you know, ninja face guard and had this stick and blue green mist. I was so, I believed man. And that's what it's always been my job for people to believe in me, but it's because of the people that made me believe. And I, I'm happy that I still believe. But, yeah, it was uh, that Kendo Nagasaki, he was he was nuts to me. And, you know, with La Park, I'm probably one of the few people I was talking with Conan yesterday about it, and I was just like, I wrestled all three of them. And he was like, really? Where? And I was like, I wrestled all three incarnations of La Parca. And he was like, dude, that's like, I don't remember that ever happening. I was like, oh, I was on an Indy in Mexico. It was me, Super Crazy, and Raven versus uh, L.A. Park, La Parca, and La Parca. And he was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, man. He's like, well, I think one of them had heat. And I was just like, well, I was fortunate enough to – and they were all super nice guys. And I didn't really have a relationship. It was just we shared the ring together one night. But – I could tell you a, a bunch of matches they had, or I could tell you I know Taya was extremely upset because everyone talked about what a good human being he was. And it just, it, it stinks, it sucks. But go back and for someone who dedicated their entire life to professional wrestling, I'm not alone because all these other people did. So just Google their names, watch one of their matches, and be like, man, that was cool. Thank you for taking bumps for us. Yeah, and thank you. And thank you to those legends that we lost. And let's remember them for sure. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.